Welcome everybody to the Bagland Podcast. Been out a couple weeks, and I'm gonna play some 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 audio that I've never played on here before. And there's gonna be a reason that we gonna get into that in a, in a while. I was gonna do something different because I thought I might be flying solo tonight, but I'll go into a lot of those a lot of that older stuff later. But I want to play something you probably never you, when you hear this it's probably gonna blow you away. As I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I take a look in my life and realize there's nothing left. Cause I've been blasting and laughing for so, so long that even my mama thinks now my mind is gone. And I ain't never fought a man who didn't deserve it. Me be treated like a punk, you know that's unheard of. You bet. There's a reason why I'm playing that. Now, who is that? That's Frank Sinatra. Frank Sinatra, Gangster's Paradise. Right. I know you're kind of looking like, okay, what the hell? How did he do Gangster's Paradise? Well, it gets even deeper than that. To the window, to the wall, until the sweat drops down my balls, until all you bitches crawl. Oh, skeet, skeet, goddamn. Now, to most people, they're thinking, okay, how the hell did you get Frank Sinatra to do a Yin Yang song? And it sounds so much alike. Right. The average person would listen to this, even somebody, somebody that's his age now that's still alive that was a huge fan, blood pressure probably just went up just after listening to that. Like what the hell you have bastardized the song. You've ruined Frank Sinatra. What is this? How did you do that? Artificial intelligence. That was AI. So what I'm saying is, is and we're going to get into this a lot more as we get into it later. But what I just played was a snippet of what you can do with artificial intelligence. And my point is, we were talking about earlier that Sambos, Coons, Rats, and Lames have formed an alliance. Now, what does that have to do with AI? My point is, is now they don't even necessarily have to pay rappers anymore. Now, what do they mean by that Bagland DP? Somebody said, well, hey, why, why wouldn't they, why wouldn't they pay rappers? They could take your likeness, which is not necessarily you. I mean, I done seen, let me see if I can find this song real quick. And I'm not a huge fan of Drake, but I'm not going to say he don't have no bars. But there was a Drake AI song and I'm like, damn, this sound pretty damn good. This, this, sound, this sounds pretty damn good. I don't know how they did it. Scary. It's, it, it, it's scary. Like this song right here. They got a song right now that somebody put out. It, there's a song called Cold Winners, but it's AI Drake. It was one song. The beat's cold. I'm trying to see if this is Drizzy Drake. You said what? Drizzy Drake. Yeah, yeah. They, 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 I think this might be it. Let me see. When it's cold, yep, this is it. 
they try to send us me on pay to win us cold Where I'm from, we had them tenant key, I swear that pussy told on us Now that nigga dead to me, I got it on my own I ain't had no one to fear for me, I never saw my soul I will never let it get to me in Cali with the rose Yeah, I'm riding with a felony, she's tripping on the pole I won't let it And this shit, I'm not gonna, this shit's dope as hell That's not Drake right. I'm seeing somebody in a comment saying the original video had two and a half million views and was deleted by Drake himself two days ago. That was a month ago. But I think I, I might have heard this earlier before, but it's like, I can understand how he would feel like, man, what the hell? That's, scary, bro. That's you, real life. This is this is my shit. You, this is me. And and it's of course it's not him, but it sounds like him. They could they got stuff now they could make him. So he's I can see him being an artist, like, hey man, I don't like this shit, bro. I'm not liking this at all because you can literally make a me and make it sound good. So that's my whole point is that they can back. They can literally, they've already stolen hip hop from foundationals, but now this is just the icing on the cake. This is like, okay, we can legally steal it. We can legally steal it and come up with now. Granted, you're not gonna get nobody that sounds like Whitney Houston, but after a while, they Why just not? might. I mean, but you, you mean you're not gonna get somebody to sound like Whitney Houston when here's what you really can do: you can go to the people who own the publishing and the rights to Whitney Houston. We know her mom or whatever. Oh, you know, because everybody didn't die. You can go to them and come with cut them a little check, a little percentage. You may not even have to do that. Listen, listen to this. I, I think I spoke to What's his name? Clyde, the the guy who used to work with Whitney Houston. What's his name? Clyde something. Clive Owen. The they they may dude. not even have to cut. That's that's what I'm saying. They could get to the they could get to the point now, bro, where they don't have to cut no check. They could say, "Hey, this isn't Whitney. Whitney's gone. This is just we're just re we're just reenacting it." No, or, you know they ain't gonna do that. They're not gonna do that and try to move units because they know that's gonna be a lawsuit. They might as well incorporate. The motherfucker, you know what I mean? But this is, this is, this is, we know what this is for the music industry. This is called leverage. Yeah, that's a lot of leverage, man. It's very scary, bro. And it could rejuvenalize a lot of artists that, you know, didn't, are, are, have been watched. Look at that Frank Sinatra. That sounded damn good. That was scary good. Like, like terrifyingly scary good. That I was like, damn. Now, what could happen now, DP? Frank Sinatra's people, his his kids, or whoever owned the rights to his music, can get with uh, Christopher Wallace's mom. Oh man! And they can come out with Frank Sinatra and Biggie, and then Biggie does Frank Sinatra songs, and then Frank Sinatra does Biggie songs. That shit gonna sell, nigga. Oh yeah, fuck out of here. Yeah, this shit goes to the bro. That's gonna sell more than Little Pookie's album that's coming out next week. Listen to this, yo. They open up a can of worms at this one, bro. Man, hold on, wait a minute. This is okay. Listen to this. All our stuff is Rappers are monkey flipping with the funky rhythm. I be kicking, musician, and flicking composition. I'm Kane, I might Scarface, sniffing cocaine. Hold on the M16. See what the pen I'm extreme. Man, pull it That's Biggie. Man, oh my, bro. What is he? What was he rapping? What was that? New York State of Mind. Remember that New York State of Mind? Nas, nasty, nas, nas, nasty, nas. 
that New York state of mind. Are you Man, kidding me? Man, they better me? shut this shit down, bro. This is not cool. Listen to this. I mean, it gets worse. I got you stuck off the realness. We be the infamous Jehovah of us. Official twins brings murder us. The more comes the fuck warfare. Beware of my crime family. We got enough shots to share for all those who want to profile and pose. Rock you in your face, stab your brain with your nose bone. You all are. Jeez. This is bad, bro. I'm sorry, man. You know who's promoting this bullshit? These young little punk ass kids from this generation. Anybody from the age of 35 or 40. It's not for to promote that bullshit. But That's you, like this music. Listening to this music, bro, is like kissing your sister. Then, then think this, about this. this. Don't make no sense, man. I don't want to hear is, that. You saying the kids that promote it. The kids. The young kids that's coming up now, they don't want to promote this bullshit. No, if you grew up no, liking no, no. that song, Chuck Ones, and you grew Mob Deep, and you grew up liking Big, you wouldn't want to hear that. Think about this, bro. That's the young kids, the, the young kids didn't create this AI. It's from old white scientists that came up with this shit. Now, some of the kids might listen yeah, to it a little bit. they incorporated. They didn't do that. Well, I'm saying, who did that right there? What you just played. That's my point. Who there created, ain't no white dude. Who created the algorithms? Of course, it's a white guy, bro. No, who created that? We're going to take Biggie and put him with Mob D. I Somebody can, need to smack that motherfucker. That, and that's what I'm telling now, now, you. Now my, second, now, my second volume of my second book, like I was telling you, they created... They created a rapper. There was an AI rapper. Now, there were so many people that spoke against it, but that was my point. It was some white dudes that came up with the AI rapper. They got the technology. So what I'm now, telling did you... He, did the AI rapper, did he move units? He Guess who Guess who was on the song? Gunna. <laughs> yeah, bitch. <laughs> Gunna. Did, 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 did the... The AI rapper, did he move units? It, it, it did some streams, bro. I ain't going to lie. It, it did a little something till it got shut down. But that was just a prototype. They were just testing. What do you mean it got shut down? I don't understand that. They took it off. Enough, Why? Enough people, just like how you're saying, you're outraged by this, right? Yeah, this is respectful, So man. there was a bunch of people like you to say, you know what, man, I, I don't want no AI rapper. How, who are you going to pay? You well, ain't going to pay no. AI rapper is disrespectful. I don't know. I can't necessarily say that, bro. Okay. But I can say that taking Mob Deep and Biggie and mixing them together, all that, that's, I'm that's, cool off of that. But that's the whole but technology. The AI rapper, that's a whole other drip. That might be, hey, I might promote him. Here's the thing. What I'm telling you is. But does he that, have fresh bars, though? That, that was a, what I'm telling you, bro, is that right there, what I just showed you, and then this AI rapper. Now, hold on, DP, the AI rapper. Who Does he have fresh him? bars? Who created him? Let me play him. His name is FN Mecca. Let me play him. I'm going to let you hear him and see what you think. Well, somebody created all of us. He was on, and, and that's what I'm trying to tell you. It ain't no young people doing this. Listen, listen to this. Is that, that now, let me see. Hold on. It got dropped. That he, now, now, think about this. Listen how intellectually dishonest what I'm getting ready to tell you this sounds. AI rapper FN Mecca got dropped by Capitol Records. How do you drop an AI rapper? How? It's Sounds not a real person. Contract. It's not a real person. Yeah, but somebody owns the rights to him. Right. Somebody is programming that. But so what, it is a person. And so what I'm telling you, bro, is, is that the AI rapper 
And I could give you the names of the people that created that. So I'm just telling you who's really behind this kind of shit. Now, right now. Okay, let's see. Oh, here it is. It's called Moonwalking. Oh, it's oh, interesting. Guess whose page it's on? Who? It's on Gunner's page. It's yeah, on his YouTube. So they probably yeah, paid him. That. They probably paid him some money. Here he is right here. Yo, bro. I just got a DM. I don't see no niggas like we play hot. Moonwalking with a shotty in the lot. Moonwalking with a shotty in the lot. Feel like church, highest spirit, leading body. Fuck your idol, I look up the John God. Big sticks like a marching band. Now, 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 let me tell you how dangerous this is. See, you could look at a Kodak Black. You could look at a, you, I'm just saying, let's, let's just say any, you know, drill rap, any, anything that you could say, well, hey, yeah, these, these black people here, they're ruining the community, blah, 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 their music. You can't do that with the AI rapper. You know why? It's the same thing like the, the, the cyber police they have now. They have drones and they have, they can, they don't have to, it's going to be a cyber shaman. That's, that's the new, that's the new thing, Phil, or, you know, the, a cyber shaman. They're going to say, okay, yeah, go in there and shoot that nigga. And then guess what? We're going to say, well, who sent him? Who sent him? We don't know who that is. You remember the brother that got killed in Uptown? We still don't know who those, those cops that killed him, them U.S. Marshals. You remember that? Yeah. Okay. So that's what I'm saying. They could send in, they could say, okay, well, Pookie and Ray Ray robbed the store or, oh, uh, it could be Trayvon. It could be Mike Brown. It could be anybody. Sandra Bland. They're walking down the street. Well, yeah. Oh, we, you ain't supposed to be in this neighborhood. Well, you can't convict cyber Chauvin. You can't convict a robot. Like we said, who picks the jury? Who sent them? We're not going to know. That's somebody behind a drone in a computer. That person could be in another right. country for all we know. That's the danger the, is what I'm saying. You can always know. If you follow the paper trail, the paper trail, you'll know who it is. We still don't know who shot that brother yeah, uptown. Yeah, who's the check getting cut to? So if push comes to shove, if smoke, if there's some smoke, the record label will distribute who that is. YouTube that's cutting that check will distribute who they're cutting the check to. Right, but YouTube is we as we know YouTube is a hundred and ten percent race soldier. Uh, of course, a, a race soldier distribution. Sorry, they're not going tell to tell. They're not going to give it up to me or you unless there's pressure. They'll give it up if they get subpoenaed. They will. Yeah, but yeah. guess what? I, I just, I, I'm gonna tell you the truth though. I do not agree with the whole mixing of the artists and the other songs. I think that's trash. But the AI rapper, I smell money. And but that but see we can't have one without the other, and that's and that's the that, that's yeah, the point. You're you right. see, you're right. You, you, the thing is, is now they can say, well, hey, look, we got Gunna, and you're like, oh, well, yeah, Gunna, uh, he just got indicted with YSL. Well, we'll just bring out another Gunna, and you're like, well, damn. So now what I'm saying is, and then they can't do that. They can't use your voice and likeness. Oh, without- you know, oh, yes, they can. <laughs> Yeah, let me tell you. Let me, let me tell you the same thing. How they did to R. Kelly? Yeah, R. Kelly, you wrote all them songs. Uh, Gunna, do you really want to do this? Thirty years? Sign this shit right over, nigga. <laughs> <laughs> Sign this right over. Hey, Keefy D. Hey, Keefy D. You know about some more bodies? You you want you want to get out of jail? What else you know? See, that's all they gotta do. 
Sign this bro. right here. You know, you like you like fucking them bras, don't you? Like that Rolls Royce? They gave Kodak Black a Rolls Royce to do a song with Takashi Six Nine. A Rolls Royce. He gonna do it. He, he gonna Whack do it. Whack One Hundred gave it to him. Really? Yeah. Whack One Hundred is promoting Six Nine's career, bro. And see, Whack. I don't know if you knew that. Whack does it under the guise that he's saying, "Well, look, this is business." And you know, a lot of people are like, "Well, wait a minute, dude, you're from the streets." He'd be like, "Man, that nigga ain't from the streets." You, you see what I'm saying? You see, you see how this is going? The direction this stuff is going? You said that Black is smart enough. Yeah, he's yeah. smart. He'll tell you quick. Six nine ain't no gangster. He ain't no gangster. Ain't gonna argue with six nine about that point. <laughs> we seen that summit he had with uh, with academics was in the middle of it. He was arguing with his own artist about you ain't no gangster. That that is hilarious. Yeah, but the thing is though is uh, Whack One Hundred. You know he got my ultimate respect when he was about to kick Charleston White's ass. Oh, that's Michael hilarious. Jordan got in the middle, that's and he the- said, uh, "I want Pyru." That's all you hear him say in the background. Okay, let's see if let, let, let's play that. Let me see if I can get to. Hold on, let me see if I can get it. Oh shit, this is gonna be great. Oh my gosh, this is gonna be a great OG Percy and Bounty Hunter BJ. I gotta see that. That's gonna be different. What, you what is that? Okay. Basically, that's another big personality that's out right now. Bounty Hunter BJ was the guy that I was is telling you about. No, he's a real. He's is he a, real, a is he a what? Is he a reggae singer? No, 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 no. Bounty Hunter, no, no, hell no, hell, hell no. Bounty Bounty Hunter BJ was the one where it was him and Mob James and all of them, and they all had Suge. They, they were in Bounty Hunter Watts. They was in Watts. Suge was trying to shoot a video. But you know, oh, you, yeah, yeah, he he's got to shoot. He was trying to shoot a video, and the thing is, is you know, you got to check in with the residents. You can't just shoot a yeah. video because you're Suge Knight, and he had to holler at the bounty hunters, and they're like, you know, hey, let's holler at you real quick, and you know, Suge had James and you know the other pipe, the other the the, the mob pie rules with him because you know that of course that's going to be his that's his protection, right? So yeah. they were in, and just to give a little history on Watts, all right, Watts, Watts is, I want, I want to play, I want to play something about Watts. I want, I want to play something about Watts, but Watts is really the cornerstone. If you really want to talk about boots on the ground, Watts is really the cornerstone of boots on the ground in the, in the United States of America. If you really, really want to put it in this perspective, you think about the 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 super turn up. The super turn up was in Watts, and it didn't yeah. happen not once but twice. Watts has put the boot on race soldiers and laid the smackdown on when it comes to boots on the ground. If you want to look at one of the historical pioneers of boots on the ground, that's Watts, California, and there's a lot of. You know, a lot of times, like, when black people, you know, black people had to live in Watts. There was a point in time where black folks couldn't live in Compton, you know. And so uh, that's where you lived. If you came from Mississippi or you came from Texas and a lot of your family, they moved they moved to Watts. Uh, they moved in some of, some of those, a lot of those project neighborhoods and some of them houses out there. A lot of people's grandmothers brought property and stuff. That was a big thing the black folks used to do. When they left the South, they came to Watts and they bought property. So 
you have people that have been there literally their whole life. You have literal, literal generations. So they've, they, they, they have a strong foothold. Um, a lot of history, a lot of black history and Watts. So, you know, Sorry, um, the bounty hunters, very notorious set in LA. Well, Watts that is, you know, they don't consider themselves to be from LA. It, it, I mean, it's LA County, but it's, they consider they, you know, if you were to meet somebody from there, they're not going to say they're from LA to me or you were like, Oh, it's all one big thing, but it's, it's a separate part of the city. That's, that's a big city. So, uh, yeah, that was, that was, um, that was a bounty hunter. BJ was talking about how, you know, they were kind of just letting Suge know what it is. Hey, you got some artists coming in here. You're going to sign some artists. He said, them artists, they don't have no say. So, I mean, you know, we're going to push them. We going to, we, we going to promote them, but y'all got to go through us. We, we the ones that got a name here. We the ones that got the respect of the streets. So what we say goes, and right. you're going to have to cut the check point blank. You're going to have, you're going to have to pay up. Um, that, you know, uh, the hunters are a very, very respected and feared area in, 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 um, in LA. So, so you know, Piru. yeah, th- them too. I mean, them too. I mean, I, I think that, uh, and, and actually they're one of the biggest too. They're, uh, the hunters is one of the biggest, but yeah, like Suge, Suge needed, he needed people like Mob James and Buntry and all those guys to make sure that he's straight. Now, listen. To, li- now, listen to this. Now, you said that Keefe was just running off at the mouth. Now, this is what he's saying. He's saying that the feds blamed him for Pac and Biggie's murder. Yeah. With everything that you know, with all the information that you know, who do you think killed Biggie? Well, uh, Big. We uh we went we we was there that night. It's about eighteen deep. It was uh it was it was South Sides, Gray Street, a few other blocks. We went up there and uh went up in there and uh once we got in there, he gave us the uh. You notice he didn't answer the question straightly. No. He kind of bumbled around the question. I'm trying to figure out why is he bumbling around the question. Well, he's contradicting, but there's other clips I could have sent you. There's a clip where um, Mike Tyson says that he wants five minutes alone with the killer of Tupac Shakur. And uh, Keefe, he, Vlad TV, Vlad shows a clip to to Keefe D, and Keefe D says, well, he wouldn't even last five minutes with me because I'd shoot him. <laughs> he's, he's, oh, man. He's kinda, you know, KVD is not a bright individual. He's a gangster. He, he knows about gang stuff. But when it comes to real life, he's kind of, you know, a fish out of water. So, he, you know, what he's done, you know, what Greg Kading said is he told on himself. So what he did is he's under, he's, he's, he's on camera admitting to giving the gun to Orlando Anderson. So even that right there broke the proper agreement because he never told them that. Because had he told them that, they could have, you know what I mean? They might not have. It's it's different because now he's an accessory for that crime. And there's people saying that the the hand that came out was a large hand. 
And another thing Keefe D said is Pac or uh, Puffy put a million dollars on Pac's head a couple months before that. So when he died, Keefe D was with a mutual friend and Puffy called him and said, was that us? Mm. So when he did that, Puffy sent the million dollars, but he sent it to the middleman. The middleman ran off with the money. This is according to Keefe D. So these are things Keefe D has said on camera. So of course his ass is going to get raided. Because you're contradicting yourself. You know what I mean? Did Orlando do it? Did you do it? Because there's word out there that Orlando had a dislocated shoulder. During that. You know? And Orlando was nothing but a kid, man. Now listen to this. You might have heard this. Yeah. There's a there's a lot of stuff. Okay, Greg, thank you for taking the time out to talk to us. I, I really appreciate it. Sure thing, John. Um, the first question I want to get into, and then we'll get into some of the back stuff, is: Have you heard um, what Reggie had stated about a week ago, where he had heard rumblings that Vegas PD was possibly making some um, headway as far as moving in on Keefe D. Fair use, fair use. And the stuff that he's YouTube, been doing recently. Fair use. I've been hearing rumors about all this. Um, I've gotten some text messages and some people have forwarded me, you know, forwarded me some of the YouTube clips. So yeah, I'm aware of it. Okay. Have you heard anything outside of just the rumors or just, you've heard just the rumors pretty much? Yeah, just the rumors pretty much. I believe they're valid. I believe that uh, Vegas is actually you know, out there for some investigations. We'll say, listen, if you'll sit down and answer our questions and be honest about um, um, responding to our questions, we won't use your information against you. We'll use your information to prosecute other people. And if other people provide information that we can use against you, we, we most certainly will. We just won't use your own self-incriminating statements against you. That's a proffer agreement. And that gives people the liberty to go and talk about their criminal behavior without the fear of turning around and having that used against them. Because then they wouldn't cooperate with law enforcement under most circumstances. Um, what do they have to gain? Well, in Keefe D's situation, he had a lot to gain because he was looking at trying to mitigate these drug charges that we built against him. So him and his attorney and the U.S. attorney all agreed to do this proffer agreement. Yeah. So he told he 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 agreed to work with the with with, with with police. He told. Right? Yeah, he he got hit with an indictment that 40 people were on for he got called a large amount of PCP. And there was 40 people on that indictment. And how they do shit like that is every motherfucker that bought something from you is on that indictment. So somebody's going to talk. So he came with the nugget. Hey, I know who killed Tupac. They said, oh, yeah? He said, yep, I know who did it. Cut me a deal. And I'll tell you exactly how it happened. Well, guess what? Exactly how it happened changed about 10 times. He's ratting again here. Look. Crooked-ass cop shit, man. Just like I said, when he said, Petrie, Keefe, he getting locked up for Tupac murder? 
And I said, he need to be right in handcuffs with me for two uh, for Biggie murder, because I know he had his hands in that shit. That's what, that's what I was supposed to get back to him. Right, because Greg Kading also called for the Las Vegas Police Department to arrest you. He did? I believe so, yeah. Okay, well, <laughs> I did a deal with the U.S. attorneys and uh, U.S. attorney and the dude was from D.C. He admit to ratting right here. Again. This well, I mean, him, D.P., him ratting is very, he ratted on his cousin. Or his, nephew, his cousin, nephew. So that's, I mean, that's already known. Bro, he has no shame. This this is like, this is his like, cousin's dead. I need Pepto-Bismol right DP, now, man. You got to understand something. He ratted on somebody that was dead. That indictment that he was facing for PCP had 40 people on it. They were all clientele. Oh, he was geez. going down. Oh, jeez. So what he did is he told on his dead cousin, or nephew, and his ass got off. But what he told Greg Kading and the police has changed. He's told very many different stories. And if you listen to that little clip you just sit there, He's kind of alluding to the fact that he did it. Somebody, I, I was, I happy to just look at a comment, and it's somebody says, "Spoken like a true snitch." Well, if I go to jail, yeah. he should be in jail also. Or do you want to know what they got out of his apart, his house? I have a list right here. Why is Puffy scared of him? He said that Puffy's scared of him. Puffy's scared of him because Puffy owes him a million dollars. I just told you. Okay. Puffy, maybe seven or eight months prior to that, put a million-dollar hit on Tupac and Suge. So after it happened, maybe a couple days later, uh, Keefe D and Puff Daddy have a mutual friend. The mutual friend got them two on the phone. Puffy asked him, was that us? You know, like, was did you, you know, did you handle that? Was that us? Even though he killed Tupac for a whole different reason. You feel what I'm saying? There was still that bounty. So Puffy's asking him, was that us? At this point, they don't know nothing about Orlando getting beat up in the club or whatever. This ain't like today where YouTube is out in 10 seconds. So when Puffy calls Keefe D, or when they get on the phone, he says, was this us? Keefe D says, yeah, it was us. Puffy sends the million dollars. He sends it to the dude who was talking to him in the middle. I could produce his name if you give me a couple minutes. That guy kept the money and opened the club with it. Keefe D seen Puff Daddy at one of uh, Snoop Dogg's little uh, youth football games. Yeah. Because Keefe D's grandson and uh, Puffy's son play in the league, and he was getting ready to confront him, but he didn't. That's where their beef comes from. That's why when I texted you earlier and I said, Puffy better be shaking in his boots. Because you heard what Keefe G just said right there. If I'm going to jail, then Reggie White Jr. is going to jail for the death of Biggie. That means, what that means is, let me get knocked up. I'm talking. Oh, he's talking. Yeah, I'm talking. Now, Now, if you go back to the clip you played a little while ago, where Reggie White Jr. says that, that, that Vegas is getting ready to uh, uh, jump on Keefe D. How in the fuck does he know that? 
Yeah, that is true. Well, and he was a sheriff. No, hold on. Don't overlook that. How long the fuck does this man know that in a couple weeks, because this is, he put that out prior to Keithy getting raided. So how did, how did, how did Reggie White Jr. know that? Yeah, he look, look. There's a clip on that too. Let me see if I can find. Let me look at this because I, I I didn't even know that he knew that. So that means he's working too. Okay. It was Red's way of trying to give that man a hint to shut up that that they were lurking and and and, and they were coming and to raise money and save that money to get your attorney fees right. That's all. But um. Just yeah, did you hear that? Rumors that y'all got out there. It wasn't a arrest warrant. It was a search warrant. And what's happening, y'all? And I know this for a fact because I know a couple of people that's going to be testifying before the grand jury. Uh oh. And how do you know them? Subpoena to the grand jury. Listen, Wait a did minute. you hear what he said at the end? He said Listen. he knows a few people that's going to be testifying on the grand him. jury. Him. Listen to what he says at the end. I've been subpoenaed. Let me play. Let me play it again. Play that last part again. Once. That last thirty seconds. And what's happening, y'all? And I know this for a fact because I know a couple of people that's going to be testifying before the grand jury, and that has been subpoenaed to the grand jury, myself included. Breaking news. But, uh, so I'm saying all this to say it's just a search warrant. Not an arrest warrant. He does have a warrant <laughs> out for his arrest. Did y'all see that? <laughs> he wasn't at. The- That's very interesting that he said that. Here, let me look at it. Well, can you and then James? Oh, you want to you want to you want to crack the code with you and your listeners here? Yeah, go ahead. Let's crack the code. Okay, Suge might believe in street code, so he might not tell the police who killed Pop. But he knows who killed Pac. He's known the whole time. Okay. You don't think he was sitting up there and he told Reggie and Mob James who did that? Of course he did. Yeah. Now guess what? Now they're testifying that they know he did. That's why he, Reggie Wright and Junior is being subpoenaed. I'm going to testify that Shug told me you were the shooter. Mm. Oh, man. That's the code I cracked right there. Put it to you like this. This is about to get ugly. And then guess what? Why should? Once this already drops, sure, he'll start talking then. Well, I'm not the initial Smith. So they'll subpoena Suge from jail because Suge is still doing time. I felt this whole time that Keefe D was the killer. Hmm. I felt it the whole time. I felt KGD was the killer. When I seen him, I'm going to be honest, when I first seen this dude and heard of this guy and I started watching him, when I seen him on Culture Vulture TV, Vlad, I was like, something about this guy. And then when I start hearing more about his story and he's like, yeah, I work with the police. I said, yeah, that nigga looked like he would. You know, and... He just had a real, I don't know. He just had a real weird thing. Before, let's get back into that. But 
I want to get into something, a prediction, and I want to, I want to, you know, give you credit. Yeah, I'll take it. On a prediction here. Hold on, let me find a good clip. I'm going to play a couple shorts. Now, this is somebody that has been tearing up the internet that you've been that you've been talking about for a while. Let's see here. Do your homework. Do your homework. They hit different. Oh, blocking. Let me see if I could. Let me, let me get a quick... It's so many of them. Oh, blocking it. All right, hold on. You've been telling me about this guy for a minute. You're going to take over the internet. And my, I remember one time, bro, I'm walking with FBG Butter, bro, on bro. My cousin from 600, keep that in mind. On phone number, keep in mind, Butter, KI twin. Who he hate? He hate 600, bro. And who he hate number one? The old blockings. So mm. for him to see my cousin from 600 on phone number, he, yeah, woo, woo. What I tell butter? I'll bug the fuck up. It hit different. That's my cousin, boy. Fuck is you talking about? It hit <laughs> different. So that day, butter know I don't, I don't play about my cousins, bro. I don't, my cousin from the other side, bro, you not finna touch him, bro. Cause it'll be a problem with us, bro. So when people be trying to act like, you can't whoop a situation, bro. Yeah, you could whoop a situation, but that shit don't be talked about publicized. Cause why, Sean? They want to keep the beef going, bro. It hit different. He said, "What old, do you think actually happened?" The old, the old black ends. Yeah. You, you said you said months ago. I didn't really see it. You said this guy is gonna be the next internet sensation, and, yeah. it's, and it's come true. He has the internet by storm. He's taking completely over. But does he have longevity? He's been at it a while. I mean... Adam-22 is trying to sign him. You know, if I... If I... If, you know, I, I'm pretty sure now they got 360 deals when it comes to this podcast stuff as well. I would tell... If I was him, I'd be like, man, you... you because, see, here's the thing is, I, I would tell Adam, if I was him, I'd be like, man, look, you're a vulture. Now, you're going to have to get me, you're going to have to hit my hand heavy. Because I'm seeing him, Yeah, I'm like, you're going to have to really, really hit my hand because I'm seeing him right here. No jumper. Cool. A little bit. I can't give you all the sauce, bro. This is just the first whoop, bro. Uh, it hit different. Okay. So what are you doing? You're just hanging out on the porch? 
Now I was with my friends, bro. Do your homework on me having friends. Mm. What uh? Who you think got more BBLs, O Block or or sixty third? BBLs out of the out I, of the bitches. I, I asked Shoebox Baby this, and he said that there were no BBLs in O Block, which that sounded kind of sad. Adam tap in from No Jumper about them bands. I'm on my way because I'm fucked up, bro. Right. Do your homework on. I don't even be going all the way to Cali, bro. Right. But you got me at a good time, bro. I'm fucked up, bro. So when I see you, Thunky Man, bro. Thunky Man, bro. You're, you're filming you vlogs. You think Thunky Man, bro. Thank you, Thunky Man. When I see you, <laughs> he's a riot, man. Yeah, Adam. Adam's yeah. Adam's gonna need him. Uh, yeah, I can see Adam because a lot of those folks that done left him. Cause see, Adam just went back to his true self. Like you were like, okay, this is a real white boy. He went back to his true self. He had a bunch of race soldiers on. Now, now, mind you, see, that's what they'll do. They'll get on a bunch of black people. Foundationals, black folks will make shit hot, as we always do. Then they start bringing their folks on. He brought on, and, you know, you could bring whoever you want on your show. But, yeah, he, was, but he was agreeing with these white issue. supremacists. He was agreeing that wasn't with real issue. Yeah, but that, that really wasn't the issue. The issue was he was talking behind AD's back. He did, he did? Yeah, to Lush. The white boy Lush. He told Lush, he's like, AD tells the same jokes over and over again. I'm going to get him off the Monday show. Mm. Lush snitched and told AD. And Adam22 told at Lush what everybody was making. And AD, and then Lush told. That's when he fired Lush on air. That's why he fired him. When he said, you lied to me. So when he told AD that, AD flexed and quit. And oh. started feeling immunity with, with T-Rail left with him. The whole cast left. The, 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 the racist supremacist thing, to be honest with you, all he did is interview him. It's not like he was co-signing what he was doing. He interviewed him. Just They wanted him to press him. Sometimes you're not going to get an interview if you're pressing somebody. Yeah. You know? So he wanted to interview. Should he have ran it past them? Yeah, but AD was on the interview. And what AD got mad about is they was kind of clowning AD. <laughs> what did they say to him? Because the dude said, uh, black people, they don't, they don't jog. They don't jog? Jog. You know, like go jogging. Just rant? The white boy, the white boy said that. He said, uh, black people, they don't jog. They were talking about Ahmad Aubrey. Oh, okay. So they was on some real race yeah. or shit. Okay. Yeah. So when he said that, AD said, uh, black people do jog. And he was like, well, you don't jog, you fat ass. <laughs> <laughs> so, AD got kind of felt, he felt kind of, you know, stupid about it. And Adam didn't, Adam should have stepped in and maybe said something. <laughs> but he did. I want to play another clip. Now, I don't know where this nigga's from. But there's some things he said. Some of the things he said, but then when he said this, I said, wait a minute, wait He's a minute. He's not and White, is it? No, no, no. But this, this is, yeah, yeah. He, you might as well Somebody be this, 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 this nigga. Things that black students don't need. Number one, we don't need affirmative action. Okay. True. Number two, we don't need equity. Number three, we don't need to be pandered to. 
Number four, we don't need you to dumb down test scores in order for us to thrive. Number five, we don't need a school system promoting victim mentality. Number six, we don't need the soft bigotry of low expectations as we have heard from other people. We don't need, number seven, critical race theory or intersectionality. Number eight, we don't need reparations or uh, any uh, more whoa, welfare Whoa, 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 whoa. Now, when you heard that, when you heard that, when you hear a Negro and he says that, you already know what time it is. You're like, okay. Because some of the stuff he was like, oh, you know, I was like, all right, okay, I can roll with that. And then he said, he said we don't need reparations. Oh, oh, whoa, brother. Bro, we listen to what the man was saying. The man was basically saying black people don't need anything because it's an equal playing field. It's not an equal right. playing field. When he said so, all that is needed. And you know, all those things he said that are not needed, they're all needed. They're all put in place because it's not an equal playing field. Well, that works. I don't know until, who that guy is. Uh, that, might be equal playing field for him. That only works until he gets pulled over and gets his ass kicked. Who he gets is called he? the N-word a few times. Then he's going to come back calling us up on the Badland podcast saying, talking like Malcolm X. This who nigga, <laughs> this nigga, go, he going to sound like Medgar Evers next time he talks to us. But I, I just want to kind of play that. He, I think he's some immigrant coon posing as a foundational. I can't remember his name, but he's he. I think he's what, from, is he like a reverend or something. I think he's either a reverend or something. I think I'm not sure. I think he's from, I think he's a reverend in Texas or something. I think he's from Nigeria. I'm not a hundred percent sure, but I've heard. I can't remember his name. I'm gonna try to find out. But when you start hearing stuff like that, that kind of piggybacks on a lot of the audio. Remember we were playing where Dr. Claude Anderson talking about, you're going to start hearing conservative coons. Remember he said this back in 95, we probably yeah. were in, um, what, what grade were we in 94, 95? That's when hell on earth came out, man. We probably uh, was like nine years old. Seventh grade, sixth grade. See, seventh grade, maybe. So, so that White. prediction were came to true. You, you know, weren't in this white class, were you? I had her for science sometimes, but I don't think I was homeroom. Oh, yeah, I was in the homeroom. So, yeah, that was probably around that time. Now, yeah, it probably was around that time. So, yeah, like, you know, when you start hearing stuff like that, and here's something else I wanted to play, and this is very interesting. This is very, very interesting. You know, I, I love Joe. Hold on, let me put him. That's what I hate about Instagram. It Trump or racist? I don't think so. I've talked to a number of black entrepreneurs who back in the late 80s and 90s, were early 90s, were trying to get financing. They couldn't. Somebody told them to go check with Donald Trump. So they come back and tell me they got a loan from Donald Trump. He gave them a term loan. Show up with the interest in the principal, one check. But they had to go see him personally. They independently relate this tale that when they saw him, he said, this is what you're supposed to pay me? This our agreement? Say, yeah. And then tore the check up, shook the hands, and congratulations. Now run your business. He didn't have any problem with dating a black woman, walking her down red carpets. Most people don't know this. He did was the finance man behind Jesse Jackson's two runs for president. Oh! Wow. Is Trump a racist? Uh-oh. Jesse... Jesse has some explaining to do. No, he don't. What's America's up, Jesse? America's got some explaining to do. Jesse don't got no explaining What's to do. What's up, Jesse? Because Jesse. you got to, no, 
Jesse doesn't have any explaining to do. America has some explaining to do. Jesse, you took the money, no, Jesse. What's going tripping. on? You're tripping because guess what? You got a year tripping because Trump was co-signing what was Jesse was talking about. So America needs to backtrack with this. Uh, uh, Donald Trump is a racist man and Joe Biden is a great man. And they need to understand something. It's all business. You know why he funded Jesse Jackson? In case you win, bro, I get you're going to do this and this for me. Okay? It wasn't because he cared about blacks. It had nothing to do with blacks. Some of those nice stories he gave might have been he wanted to help them grow. But if you're going to talk about the Jesse Jackson instance, it's business. Hey, DP, you running for office? I'm going to fund it. But when you get in, I'm going to need you to pass this and this and this so I can, you know, it can help me over here. Same thing when Donald Trump got in office. Here come the Proud Boys. Hey, guess what? We don't want foreigners here. We want we want white people to be on top. Oh, yeah? Okay. Well, we're going to fund everything you're doing, and we're going to put a few dollars in your pocket. I all want, right, make America great again. I, I Boom. Want, I want These to people are all for hire. Listen to this. Now, this is very interesting. Check this out. Out of all people. Breath is sanctified. Breath is sacred. You don't have the right to take God's breath out of anybody. You can't put breath in their body. But you don't have to protest rather than how you going to stop the brutality. You calling your cabinet in, trying to figure out how it's going to affect your vote rather than how it's going to affect our lives. You're scheming on how you can spin the story rather than you can achieve justice, wickedness in high places. Now he's talking about Don. Now listen to yeah. this here. This is this is this is probably one of the most filthiest. This is probably the most filthiest stuff you probably ever heard. Listen to this. When I was preparing these remarks, I. Uh... I quite frankly, and my colleagues will understand this, I found myself trying to temper my anger as I was writing it. At a time when there are those who seek to ban books, bury history, we're making it clear, crystal, crystal clear. While darkness and denialism can hide much, they erase nothing. You can hide, but they erase nothing. We can't just choose to learn what we want to know. Now, you know what this came from? This was speaking on Emmett Till's birthday, and I almost threw up listening to it. Now, I'm going to play something else. Well, you might have threw up, but a couple thousand people was clapping. Now, he's speaking on Joe is full of shit. They all are full of shit. Now, you speaking on Emmett Till's birthday, and anybody that listen to this here, I want to remind everybody. We were called to this meeting uh, to uh, receive information about the findings of the FBI in its last leg of the investigation into the lynching, the 1955 lynching of Emmett Till. 
And we have been working with the government for the last four years. Uh, Reverend Parker. No, and you Ms. haven't. Edwards, uh, Y'all have haven't been, done a damn thing. Y'all closed the case. And then they brought out that bullshit movie. And then you had this old stumbling bastard get out there on his 80 sec on his 82nd birthday. Well, this is one of the worst tragedies, the travesties in America, in the American history that has ever happened in this country. Well, and when every, they made the movie and every administration has been complicit. The last five plus administrations have been complicit in protecting this damn demon. Well, the complicity is over because guess what? The family got paid off that movie. So there'll be no more issues. And what's really sad, even worse than this, is You his won't even hear no more about somebody trying to you won't hear nobody in that family ever talk about finding the murderer of Emmett Teal. You'll never hear that again because they got paid and that it's over now. You and got paid. You, and I wanna let you listen to this coon right here. This is the real reason why he got didn't get justice. My reaction as a response to 60 years of Emmett being painted in bad light by her and her brother-in-law. And this is what I've been hoping for and wondering how it come about, the truth. And I have a different perspective about that than most people because they don't feel what I have felt for 60 years. Everywhere I go, I try to tell them what kind of person Emmett really was. And after he was killed by them. And yet and still, now let me tell you who this is, who this old, I can't even really form words for this old piece of shit. This is Emmett Till's cousin. I want to tell you what this old bastard said when Carolyn Bryant died. Pray for her family. Yeah. Didn't he get paid off that movie? They gave, had to give this old nigga you. something. I just told you. After that movie came out, you would never hear anybody in that family say another word. They all got a cut, a check. That right there that I just played is off cold as Clyburn? hell. Is that Clyburn? No, nah, that ain't Clyburn. That's Emmett Till's cousin. That was the one. Yeah, you got a check. Yeah. This old bastard is up here talking about how he cared for him. We probably care more for Emmett than that nigga. Because we That's want to see that, we want to see that bitch get a life sentence. We're not we're not yeah. satisfied with the fact that she just died. This country or the family is. Yeah, and, and see so how how do you look sitting up there and the family don't care. Your here's, opinion means nothing. Here's the problem. My opinion means nothing. Here's the, the issue. The family don't care. Let me tell you why it means something. There's another little Are you going to ride over it? There's another little Emmett. See, DP, are you going to ride over it? Put it like this. Somebody do no, something. No, 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 DP. Are you going to ride over it? Of course. If somebody you're gonna did go, it, You're going to go outside and you're going to ride because Emmett Till hasn't gotten justice? Oh, I thought he said ride. Okay. No, you're no. going to ride. No, no. Then it, it don't matter. Then it don't matter. Let me tell you why it matters. As long as you don't break through, they don't matter. Let me tell you why it matters, bro. That when I'm talking about just Emmett, we're talking about Emmett Till, what happened. But this, this situation is a metaphor. We have a bunch of little Emmets around this country right now because of niggas like that. 
That's the that's the issue. Yeah, the race soldier, there were the people that did it. We know that. But it's boot licking, sambo ass niggas is just like that. Why we don't get no justice? Because they take you a got check. Paid off the movie. That's why I told you I'm not really for the check thing. They just Was like he that. a cousin? Yeah. Well, of course. Isn't there or does does Emmett Till have grandkids? Emmett, he he wasn't old enough to have any. He didn't have kids? He didn't have any children. He was like twelve. Oh. So, 12, so, okay. so, so when I were 14 or 12 or 13, he was, he was a baby. Right. So what I'm saying is, is what you just witnessed here, that's just one guy. I, people are like, well, where, why are you giving him a hard time? That's one guy. It's, he got paid. it's niggas like that. The re you know, you know, one of the reasons why we're in the predicament we're in field. It's niggas that I just play like that. The Clyburns, the Coons. It's Negroes yeah. just like that because we have other Emmett Tills. We have He's young we have young black children that get killed, kidnapped by race soldiers all the time. And a nigga Every like day. this turns around and tells us, well, make sure the family's good. The hell with her family. Yeah, but guess what? He's allowed to walk the streets. He's and, allowed to say he's black. If he was white coon, and when white coon and shit, they're not allowed anymore. They're almost like they ain't even in the race. Like all them whites that was riding for George Floyd and all that, them are coons in the white world. Them are the coons. And that's the reason why we don't respect most of these old niggas that's like that. We don't respect old niggas like that. Because no. all they wanted was a Cadillac, a white woman, and a job. They wanted a high position and basically told the young niggas, hey, well, you know, bygones be bygones. Y'all worry about yourself. And see, now it's biting them in the ass. Remember what I told you about what happened in Chicago? How all the illegals is going up there and they letting them have, see, the old niggas probably said, well, we'll just vote Joe in and tell you young niggas to pull up your pants. Don't be riding over that Floyd and y'all acting a damn fool and they were agreeing when Obama was calling young black people thugs because they were getting mistreated by the Baltimore race soldiers. They were, they were the ones that I'm talking about, bro, that had that same, um, ideology distancing themselves from the young folks. Right. Well, Obama distanced himself from everything black. So what I'm saying is that's who I, they identify. So when 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 Barack's basically saying, "Oh, pull your pants up," and agreeing when when Biden's saying, "Oh, you Negro, you black men need to wear condoms," and all basically what you're saying, what you're doing is you're dissing us. So when you hear old niggas that associate and they talk about, "Oh, well, the Obamas and we love Obama," what I'm telling you, bro, is they may not flat out say that to the young folks. But that's how they feel. So now Obama opened the door to Coons. Obama right, gave yes. Coons the confidence to yes. stick the chest out. It, it, yep, it, it gave them basically. It gave. It gave. Because when he was in, basically, we they had black folks thinking, "Well, it's all over with that Emmett Till stuff. That don't happen no more. We got a black president." Niggas was fooled. We had to pull some paperwork and really do some research on niggas over the past 15 years. And well, say, oh, the wait a minute. Is that Obama didn't come to the uh, Obama didn't come to the real uh, realization that I need to figure out who did this. He didn't take it upon himself. No, he didn't care. Of course. He, didn't he care could've. at all. Obama he... fooled and Obama what he did for coons and all this is Obama 
made black America lose credibility in the eyes of people who hate them. Mm. You see what I'm saying? So if you got coons who hate black Americans and you got whites and all these other people who hate black Americans, they laughing. Y'all had a black nigga in there for eight years. They didn't even find out who killed Emmett Till. They didn't find out nothing. You didn't even have a discussion about reparations. Not even a meaningful discussion. Not even a discussion. You So you said not a rally, not a not a group, a discussion. You're saying they didn't, they didn't even bring it up. They didn't have a meaningful discussion about that shit. And then that black, black America lost credibility when it came to that. Now you got coons laughing at blacks. You had your own president and y'all niggas ain't had shit. Now we really put a pounce on you motherfuckers. And if you notice something, guess what happened? Now Trump's in office. Now niggas getting killed left and right. I'm not saying Trump was co-signing that. I don't think he wanted on his watch. But when black America lost that credibility, you know, and it broke black America. It's not just DP and me who just decided not to vote anymore and say, fuck this. A lot of black Americans was broke, spiritually broke by Obama's actions. Well, they lack, didn't trust it anymore. They didn't trust the process anymore. And the, and the thing is, is what's, what I, I remember, I remember at one point, and I think I talked to you before, but we talked about this before. First, when I was seeing, you know, when, when folks was just stealing shit and taking hair, well, I'm like, damn, What's this shit? This shit ain't got shit to do with Floyd. Then when I, you know, I thought about it, I said, you know what? Y'all got insurance, man. Fuck them stores. Them stores ain't black owned anyway. I said, you know what? This is the first time in history where young people forced, uh, well, you might as well say in Minnesota's 20 some years is a life sentence. You might as well say forced a life sentence on a race soldier. They actually forced it. They, they took to the streets and they made Chauvin get time because like yeah. you said, if, like you always say, who the F is Chauvin? If if people wouldn't have turned up, then it would have just been just another nigga in the morgue. That's it. They might have gave Chauvin a misdemeanor at the maximum. I mean, he's been doing this for a while. We know that he's been putting... He, he's probably been killing people for decades in Minneapolis. So what I'm saying is like... Chauvin wouldn't have got nothing because they already put out a press release within a couple hours of that incident. They put out a press release that said Floyd died of a drug overdose while in the custody of police. That's pretty quick. So they had it. They had it already set up. And then when when people who banged, when Black America said, "All right, that's it. Let's go." Now understand this. What about if Black America would have had a, 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 a some kind of leadership and higher 